So, that, so all of that leads me here. Why are we uh-huh. standing on top of a giant landfill? What, like, why did you take me here, and why do I see so many discarded candles? Well, Dave, okay, I wanted you to see firsthand the problem facing the candle industry. Mm. L- let me hit you with this stat. This okay. is actually sit down okay. on all those discarded candles. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah, it's going to be sharp. Almost two billion candles are sold globally each year, and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next million years. Okay. I, I wouldn't say this to a lot of people, John. Yeah. You're not lying to me because you don't lie to me, John. I, I would never lie, especially about candles. I, saw, I told you that the first years, day we met. That is Gnarls Barkley crazy. Although I must admit, this landfill does smell pretty great compared <laughs> to what I anticipated. The, you know, the candles do kind of pick that part up, but it's disturbing. John. Hey, Dave, yeah. you're funny, but this is no time to I'm joke. So sorry, okay, The dude. folks at Notes yep. knew that we all want our homes to smell great. I do. But figured there had to be a more responsible way. And guess what? They found the perfect solution. What did they come Let up with? Let me tell you. If you'll okay. stop interrupting me, so I'll tell you. So Notes created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again. And guess what, Dave? Again. Again. Yes. Please don't interrupt me. So you don't become part of the problem. It's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, and all you do is place the wick in the reusable notes jar, fill it up with the wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then just do it all over again when you're ready to get a new one. Oh, so that means I can switch out of fragrances all the time. That's right. That sounds great. I'm checking out their website, and I think I already have my eye on the Centol and Atlas Cedar. Cedar. I knew that would be Plumeria and Pink Current. Yep, Mm. yep, yep. The one that you're enjoying right now, uh-huh. Smell that? Mm, it's vanilla and pepperwood. That's like my two favorite scents. No, and the names of your bunnies, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, just coincidence there. <laughs> okay. Did you know that there are thirteen amazing fragrances what? in all? Dave, that's almost fourteen oh. fragrances, <laughs> handcrafted <laughs> by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina. And they are to die for. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up on high-quality home fragrance by making the switch to Notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notecandles.com slash podcast. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code DADVILLE. Just use code DADVILLE when placing your order. That's code DADVILLE at notecandles.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Russell Dickerson. This is gold, and I don't want to miss out. <laughs> don't. We've, miss we've already had so much gold. Um, Russell, I want to say something as we jump in here and get this party started. I've, it's a little creepy. I'm starting on a creepy note because I was doing some investigative journalism this morning, mm-hmm. and I got the video tour of your home that I haven't been in yet, which brings up oh. some bitterness and some pain, but we're going to skip right through that quickly. Uh, and get we'll get to, back to that. We'll get back to that. <laughs> um, but I just had that feeling of like, I'm watching them in their house and they don't know that I've watched this video and it became a real weird feeling, but I kept watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, just to be a, clear. Just that did not make land. him stop yeah. watching. Right. Like, okay. That's I feel the same way. Cause I, I've been, I've been scrolling through your Instagram 
all morning and looking nice. at pictures of you and your family. And then <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but then Dave was vulnerable. So I felt like <laughs> I needed to jump in there. So and, and here all we there. are. And, and I've been doing are. some some light sketching of you too. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Like, like I can't French wait to girls. see that. Yeah, like it's yeah. French girls. It's really, really good. It's tasteful. And that's what yes. you really want to <laughs> It is not without taste. Am I topless? <laughs> well, it's not done right yet. Angle. I'm okay. I'm to your neck. Okay. And cool. it's it's crossroad time. It's decision <laughs> yeah. time. Okay, now so. it, yeah, he's putting it. It's a it's actually a raffle on Instagram. And whoever pays the most gets to tell him what to draw. Gets to yeah. guide the, the sketch. So and, and I say that sketch. because Russell, you can still jump in on that. You can actually put money in. <laughs> you can dictate how you look. Live auction during this podcast. <laughs> that's it. Um, okay, Russell, so what we do to start these parties is we, we do what's called the brag sheet. So we just read some things about you that are really amazing, and uh, which I'm going to be honest was not hard with this one. That's because I love you. Okay, so um, I'm just going to put Kaylee as the first accomplishment because I feel like that should be really <laughs> greatest. That is the number one we and will always be. <laughs> Before before I read anything else, we'll we really be. need to hone in on that because you have got a winner, my man. Uh, your wife is the best. Um, okay, so uh, Pat, you know, in the notes, I have like a few. You can scroll a little bit after that because I wanted to keep the right amount of space between the yeah. first accomplishment and the rest. Um, okay, four straight number one country singles, which is nothing short of bananas. Uh, debut album yours has amassed one point two billion streams, and that's with a B, like boy, brave, and bonanza. Uh, Love You Like I Used To is 177 million streams. Uh, Every Little Thing is 270 million streams. Blue Tacoma is 347 million streams. Yours is 486 million streams. And that together is a lot of streams, folks. You do the math. <laughs> Nominated for ACM, New Male Artist of the Year, Song of the Year, New Male Vocalist of the Year, uh, also Person that John wants to draw the most of the year, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. I heart awards, best new country artist, uh, and CMT. I mean, these are a lot of amazing nominations, a uh, uh, nominations, what I said, <laughs> CMT breakthrough video of the year nominee. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. I didn't win any of those. <laughs> hey, I know, that, <laughs> I know that feeling really well. Oh um, yeah. But like, as uh, I love, we always love starting the podcast. But when I read those kind of like, what what does it do? Like, how do you feel when you hear that? I don't. It's just like a reminder. I don't know. I don't. I don't like walk around with those things just playing over in my head. You know, <laughs> like oh yeah, that was you fun. ask Kaylee to cool. just read them every time you walk. Right. <laughs> I wake up. It's my daily affirmations. <laughs> Nominated for. <laughs> I forget who we were interviewing uh, a couple episodes back, but we read their brag sheet and we get done and. They were like, all I heard was Grammy nominated, not yeah. award. Yeah. That's yeah. You just yeah. you just laser focus yeah. on. But what is your knee jerk like feeling as as those are being read? Are you like, is it discomfort? Is it like, yeah, but uh, I didn't win those, or what? What are you thinking? No, it's more like, oh yeah, that's right. Like I will, and I think the greatest one is the the song of the year nomination. Like that's yeah. been. Mm -hmm the my greatest honor you know and didn't win it we lost to tequila so that's a if there is if, if oh, you're gonna gosh. lose to something uh but no that was my that was for my first song that i ever put out my first single to radio you know and so for that to be nominated song of the year was 
mind blowing. That's nuts. So just, I mean, that's just like a, it's a fun little reminder of like, oh yeah, like I'm actually, you know, I'm actually kind of doing something. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Quote unquote, I'm kind of doing something. Yeah. yeah. Russell, what, what you been up to? I'm just kind of doing some stuff. Dude, you know, just doing things. <laughs> it's not it, but like, well, I am, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> that is what brought you to Dadville here. That is, that is, uh, you know, I've, I've done it at least once. At least yeah. once. Well, huh. Do you feel like you're able to like, as, as Dave read all those things, are you someone who's able to like take those things in as they're happening? I mean, I know it's not something that you walk around and you're thinking of obviously, but like, I remember talking to a friend who a couple years back, who's just crushing it and, you know, she got nominated for a Grammy and I'm like, that's amazing. And she's like, yeah, we're just, but we're waiting to see if, if they want me to play. Cause that's kind of the real, that's where the real thing is. And I, and mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, how are you missing this moment here? You're, yeah. Because there's always going to be something, you know, you could always, yeah, you, you get nominated, but you're not playing or you, mm-hmm. yeah, you're playing, but you didn't win. Are you somebody who you feel like is able to like take it in? Sometimes. I mean, I've, sometimes I get super competitive. Sometimes I'm like, just like you said, like, yeah, I'm nominated, but I didn't win or mm, right. I, I won, but I didn't get to perform or whatever. It's just like, sometimes I get like that, but then the other times, I don't know. It's just like, I really do have to remind myself to live in every single moment. It's funny you said that. I was just like going through one of my Evernote journals and it was like, man, I can't wait for this year to be over. Like it's, mm. it's been so busy. Like we're, and I had just gotten off tour with like Darius Rucker in Europe. Like we went to Paris, we went, played Royal Albert Hall and all this. I was like, God, I literally just can't wait for this to be over. And I had to yeah. like stop myself in that moment. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, right. I don't care how exhausted I am. Like look around, bro. You're in Royal yeah. Albert Hall. You're, you know, opening for freaking, Hootie and the Blowfish, Darius Rucker, and yeah. you're in Europe. You know what I mean? And it's like, there's moments that I have to, have to like stop and really soak those things in, like all those, all those tick sheet, you know, moments. Totally. Dave, yeah, and they're you also posted gradual something. too. Sorry. Yeah. It all yeah. like it. It all is so gradual. It's not like, you know. It's like, it's not like, boom, one day you get 200 and whatever million streams. It's like day by day and brick by brick. And so that's kind of, that's what I've realized along this whole Mm. crazy journey. Everything is so like in your head, everything is just like, boom, you made it. Boom, awards, boom, this. And it's just like literally just trip, 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 trip. Yeah. Dave, you posted something a couple months ago some uh retweet of somebody who said remember quote remember when you wanted what you have Mm, and i think that is like i need to post that on every doorway in my house you know yes that's that's a really powerful thing to remember yeah and and i think the thing that's so funny is you can't because i think somebody you know we we talked to jordan davis yesterday and you guys have so much simpatico because you both have just come out of the gate with stuff just working, it's been mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, you both have had this incredible string of releases that have done, that have all been hits, you know? And so it's, it's, it's easy. I think sometimes to see from the outside looking in, like, 
man, he's living the dream, like LTD, it's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, again, it's such a reminder because you're sitting in London, one of the coolest cities in the world, um, and definitely my favorite city in Nebraska, for sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, you're sitting there and you're going, gosh, I'm just so tired. I want to go home. And it's, I, I think, um, it's really hard to keep that perspective when your life is moving at that clip, you know, when you mm-hmm. finally, when the stuff starts to happen, it's working, you know, and yeah, you're sitting there going like, I'm exhausted. I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I remember talking to you a couple of years ago and, uh, we had talked about getting together to write or hang or something. And you lit- I remember you saying, I really, I will not be home for three months. So I'll mm-hmm. maybe hit you up and I get home. And I thought, what does that even mean? And you were like, yeah, yeah I, I, and I remember you pulled out your calendar. You're like, let me show you something. And you just started scrolling through and you said, this is literally my life right now. Like, yeah. there's just, there's no time, yeah. you know? And I think uh, that stuff is so tricky when you're dreaming of it because you just think this is all I want. Like, oh my God, one day yeah. I'm going to have a hit and it's going to be the best. And then you get in the middle of it and it's like, all of a sudden it's just like this you know like this yeah tornado or something yeah it's know? like you think you have a hit and then all the hard work's over and it's like <laughs> no you have a hit and the hard work <laughs> just starts yes that and, and i feel like you could say that intermittently 10 times through this podcast and it wouldn't be enough to remind people or i think to explain to people what we do for a living and especially guys like you who are at that season in your career where you're starting it and stuff is really working Cause I think, you know, it, it's such a weird job and I think it's easy for people. You sell any of your songs, you know, that they, you, yeah. <laughs> you run into, you playing them shows out there. Um, that, that, you know, it can be such a tricky thing to see from the sidelines. And, mm-hmm. and then the minute, you know, you bump into somebody that's not doing it that you went to school with or something and like, dude, how you doing? You're like, man, I'm exhausted. And they're like, Oh, like, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exhausted. You know? <laughs> I saw you playing checkers with Darius Rucker. How are you exhausted? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but it's so true. It's such a weird um it's such a weird, weird, weird thing. So so you know, I kinda know this because we're friends, so this is kind of cheating, but um tell us so so let's talk about young RD. Let's talk about um, you know, little full of dreams, ambitions. Mm-hmm. Um Probably full of salt and vinegar potato chips. I just guessed that about you. I don't know. That's just me riffing. Um, probably skateboarded. Did you skateboard? I I uh, aggressive inlined. I was the yeah. skater, like rollerblader. Yeah, oh. man. Hey, <laughs> look at John. Yes. You and me. John's yes, the game dude. That's let what me, I'm talking let about. Let me jump in and ask you here. How do you? How do you? Is that something you bring up at parties or or no? Because I've struggled with that. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely regret not skateboarding. Like me too. I broke I both wish. of my arms at the same time, and I wish I could go back and break them on some <laughs> ramp, yeah. a skateboard park or something. Right. I broke them rollerblading in my driveway. Oh, just like back and forth. Just yeah, like just I was just forth. I, I was. Emilio Estevez in my mind, it was the Mighty Ducks, yes. uh, you know, flying V, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. going back. I mean, don't get me wrong, I was doing a, a sick trick, right? You know, of course. going backwards on my front two wheels. Oh, yeah, and went okay. over the same crack in the driveway that I've gone over a thousand times, and just mm-hmm. caught me wrong and just broke got both, you. My, both, both of them. 
both oh of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, when people ask me, because that's the one, like my, my PR at my labels are, are always like, you got to give us something. Oh, you broke both your wrists when you were in high school? No, 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 no. You shattered both your wrists and your, oh. you shattered your dreams along with it. They really yeah. ran with that. And I'm like, it wasn't that big of a deal. I was just, a, you know, but, um, but they really played that up. So every interview that I've ever done, they bring that up and I have to, and they're like, so how did it happen? Gosh, were you skydiving? You know, like, you, know you were on the verge of going pro. I was almost pro. I was, yeah. So, okay. so, so you were into it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it started with roller hockey. Like I played roller hockey yeah. in like fifth grade. And so that just transitioned into just shredding ramps and rails. And I mean, every Sunday after church, me and my, my youth group buddies, every, every time. Every Sunday, our parents would take us down to the old Brentwood YMCA skate park. Has it been around that long? Yeah. Oh, wow. That skate park? Jeez. <laughs> Listen, wow. yes. I assume oh, you're 53, right? Mm-hmm. 55. Yes, 51, actually. Oh, 51. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I got to take all I can get. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, your, the work you've had done looks amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I, for some reason, thought that was built in, like, the last 10 years, but it, obviously that's not true. I mean, it's... Shoot, that was, like, oh, one, two. So that so that's, like, an OG skate park. Like, that, oh, that yeah. thing has been around. Okay, okay. So, yeah. so, so obviously, you just gave this away. You grew up here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Sure did. And, and, and siblings? How many siblings? One younger sister. She just turned okay. 26 on okay. Tuesday. Okay. And so what's the, what's the Dickerson, uh, assuming that's your real Christian last name and not your show name, um, what, what is that household like growing up? Like, what's, what are your parents like? Like, what's the spirit of the house? What's, you know, what is the vibe? What's happening? Uh, dude, pretty just, I mean, I was, the, I was the wild one. Like, I always had the friends over, and we would make, be making, like, wannabe jackass videos like throughout the entire home outside just like ripping through bushes and just like ruining ruining everything so i was kind of a kind of a rampant terror of a teenager so and, if you if you had all the old tapes of, of oh, those dude, things yeah. what would be the number them. one clip that you would show us what was the thing what were you doing dude honestly probably some skate videos like yeah. back in the day we took like the the over the ear headphones right and we played lincoln park hybrid theory and we put the headphones over the camera mic so like when we when we watched these videos back like we had a soundtrack and it was we were ahead of our time man this is this is pre-editing software you know what i mean (laughs) we were doing it oh man but just i don't just just your typical like uh just goofing around like making our own concoctions in the kitchen with like hair ties in our hair and like no shirts and apron you know what i mean just dumb <laughs> just dumb teenage what if the stuff. more you start talking about it, the weirder it got not to you but to us like you're like you know guys just beating the crud out of each other with sticks and yeah you know, like and we're like oh okay you know like we each had a donkey Jeez. that yeah. we rode you know like any just kid. the stuff any brentwood kid is doing. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so and your dad is a is a music minister right that whole yeah time. yeah right? so he okay. that's why so i was born in west tennessee and uh when i was 10 he got a job at as music minister at woodmont baptist 
Oh yeah. So he he was there for twenty two, twenty three years. Wow. So, and, and that's and what was some of that energy the preacher's kid thing, or was that just a different? Probably, oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I, but I mean, I like I was never like that super rebellious, like completely run away from God. PK. Yeah, yeah. Just I was just like I don't know metal bands and more so the 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 whole appearance thing. That's where that's where me and my dad clashed a little bit, but you know we got through it. And what about your mom? Was she working? Oh, absolute angel. So she played, um, she played at church. So he, like dad was directing the choir. She was playing piano and she works, uh, she taught preschool there. She's always been just like early childhood development. She worked at St. Paul Christian Academy Mm -hmm. for a good while, taught pre-K to third grade music. So she was there for a while and now she's just, we call it now she's writing Christian children smashes. Yeah, so she's she like is. creating a church choir kids curriculum. Oh yeah. It's crushing yeah. it. Dave, I'm not going to lie to you. Summer is quickly approaching and my to-do list is quickly adding up. Yeah. I appreciate you not lying by the way. You know, it's funny because you have a song that contradicts that and that it, you sing about summer being over, but it's actually just begun. It's just begun. What Dave. else is on your to-do list? Well, I got to do some landscaping, yep. as you keep reminding me. Yep. I got to clean the gutters, as yeah, you keep reminding yeesh. me. And I got to gain about six to eight abs for pool season. Well, I can go ahead and tell you, you are already on track for the abs, my man. You are looking hot and tempting. Thank you. Can I put my shirt back on? Uh, please don't, just okay. for me. Um, and I just want to remind you that I think you're beautiful the way you are. Thank you. But the biggest one is to find life insurance that is right for my family and for me. Well, lucky you, Policy Genius makes it easy to get life insurance quickly and easily. That's right. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurance agencies all in one place. You can save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes on Policy Genius. Right. You could save $1,300 or more a year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. Just head to policygenius.com to get started. It's crazy, Dave. Just while you were talking right there, I started my application, <laughs> and in minutes, I'll find out how much life insurance coverage I need and compare personalized quotes to find our best price. That's tricky because that hurt, but it's also encouraging. And better yet, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and scheduling for free, and there's no added extra fee. And I hate paperwork and added (laughs) fees. So if you're looking for the best life insurance quote for your family, head to policygenius.com to get started. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Yeah. So do you feel like growing up, because you're kind of a unicorn. I mean, you know this, but you're somebody who grew up here and is now doing music professionally, which is not super uncommon, but it's not super common either. Cause most people, yeah. you know, like me and John move here to do that. Do you right. think there was any sort of like osmotic intake from growing up here? Like just being around music, like did you have friends whose parents did music professionally and, or had like studios in their house or something that you sort of were like, oh, okay, this is cool. Or was it, I know obviously with your mom and dad doing it too, but do you feel like growing up in Nashville had any effect on you wanting to do it? at some point uh yeah for sure and seeing i mean there's a couple like examples that really stick out in my mind um one of them being like this is later on like i had already kind of started moving toward but this was like a huge defining moment in my life of music and you know going to belmont and all this stuff was josh turner sang in my dad's church choir for a while yeah, like when he was at Belmont. And so like 
they became kind of buddies and he kind of, you know, when you're in college, like freshman, sophomore, you have no idea what you're doing with your life. Josh Turner had hair down to like all the way down his back. Yes. What? True statement. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Crazy. So like they, they kind of were hanging out. And so we just kept up with him. I mean, like I, we have one of his, like his CDs with the little printed label stuck on it. Yep. Long black train, like that little Belmont demo. And so that was about his hair. What? (laughs) Who knew that was about his hair? That's amazing. Long black mane. (laughs) And so it was right there. It was right there. And I missed. Um, so that, I mean, literally that was like the step by step that I got to see go from like Belmont CD sticker demo to on the radio to platinum album to, you know, I mean, he was on top of the game for a hot second with your man and all oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I remember CMT did this, uh, did a special on Josh Turner. And so they talked about him coming from South Carolina to belmont and what just that journey looked like and i was watching it me and my dad were watching it and uh dude i just started like crying just like no way like weeping and like that just because i wasn't at belmont yet but i knew that like there was something musical i wanted like i wanted to do music i wanted to perform i wanted i just didn't know like what that looked like i was 19 20 and and dude i saw that and just like was weeping and like it was so weird because it wasn't even like an emotional piece but But it was just something 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 in that in that piece they did just like hit me and it was just like yes was that that out of nowhere like was there were you writing songs were you in a band i mean was there any sort of thing happening that that would have been like yeah i was i was like writing ish songs more so I, actually, I was dating a girl at the time who like was a an old like classic country just whiz. Like she knew all the all the old George Jones, all the Johnny Cash, all the you know you name it. And 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 so that was like I was deep diving there because I'd never gotten that like good old country kind of education. Hmm. And so I think like that was what was kind of starting moving me towards writing songs and because we were performing here and there, just little, little cafes and whatever. And so the, yeah, just like, I knew that Josh was writing his own songs. He wrote long black train and just all this stuff. And I was just like, that piece just rocked me. And I was like, yes, Belmont country music, solo artists, write my own songs, touring. Like, that's it. Like that, that's it. Wow. And, and where are mom and dad? with that decision i mean are they you know a hundred percent behind me for real hundred percent like, yeah they wow. i mean they kind of they kind of brought up belmont before i i was even you know even even thought about it and they were like they sat me down and they were like look if if you think belmont's where you need to be and i just i was at mtsu actually mm-hmm. went to mtsu for ways. two years and then dropped out and guitar teched with chris tomlin that is did that for a whole year and a half, two years. Hold on, do you, we can't just fly over that because this is another. Oh. I don't want to brag, but Dadville alumni um, that we're bringing. <laughs> yes. up. Chris Tomlin, if y'all don't know who he is, he's written some songs that people sing now and then. Um, please t- just give us a little flyover of that season in your life. Yeah. I mean, I think that is so fascinating. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's honestly another another huge part of it is 
you know, like I had been in bands. I'd been, you know, we played locally. We toured a little bit. I was in like metal bands. And I was going to say they had to be metal bands. Had to be. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Just the heaviest of heavy. Which, which I, I have to say this really quickly. Here's the asterisk on that. There are so many co- current country artists that were in metal bands growing up. It's yeah. unbelievable. How I it, have noticed that. What is, what I think is it's, that? I, th- I don't know. I think it's just like that. I mean, maybe mine was growing up in Nashville and it was just like that teenage yeah, rebellious yeah. angst. You know, I'm like, music city. Yeah, right. This is metal city. <laughs> oh my God. You know, metals. <laughs> Uh, so that was that was my mindset. Anyways, so my two metal band names were Buried Under Broken Glass, which oh was high gosh. school. Yes. And then in college it was a plea for purging. So uh Wow. Purging. Yeah, heavy names, dude. You heavy. can't have purging in the name and not be a metal band. Yeah. Right. Unless it's like a yeah. really weird CCM like a cappella band or something. You know. <laughs> right. That's right. like a bunch of like Amish people maybe or something. Yeah. <laughs> Purge King. I don't know. I don't know where we're going. Anyway. Purge King. So, so I went. Now that sounds like a back. So I went from. We got to uh, do Purge King down there. Um, <laughs> so, like, that was my taste of the road. And so, going out with Tomlin and like sleeping on a tour bus, walking into an arena, seeing just nothing. And then, you know, by lunchtime, rigs are in there, stage, mm-hmm. lighting, seeing that happen. I was like, all right, this is kind of, this is some, something's going on here that I really enjoy. And, you know, it was, it was, I just, I loved being, I've loved rolling the cases and I loved unpacking and like, I loved, you know, just being in a live show environment. And was that, that, was that before the Josh Turner, was that pre Josh Turner video? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So, think, so, so stuff is bubbling. Like, you're, yeah, yeah, it's all, all kind of, it's all kind of starting to, cause I don't know. I, I didn't have a major. I was undeclared. I was just like taking classes, going to school. And then I got the Tomlin opportunity. How, so how, I dropped tell out. Tell us about that. How did that happen? Uh, my buddy got picked up. So he, he worked at Rocket Town as like an yeah, LD, yeah, yeah. just kind of. And that's where after you're school. cranking your inline skates, just like after school. Oh, yeah. Some bro. Sessions in. <laughs> yeah. So he, like when bands would come through Rocket Town, they didn't have a lighting guy. So he was just like he would run shows, you know. He would run sorry, run lighting for a plea for purging and buried under broken glass. Which is just it's just a strobe light the whole time. <laughs> I just have yeah. to tell y'all a quick story about the strobe and then blinders and the strobe. Yeah. That was actually the name of the guys in uh, strobe and blinders. Strobe and blinders. Strobe, strobe and blinders. blinders. They were the Simon and Garfunkel of the Christian <laughs> metal band. I have to tell y'all a quick story about Rocket Town that that makes me cry laughing. So I'm gonna oh, try yes. to get through this one. <laughs> probably 2000 <laughs> i can't tell the story but like, like three, or, three or four me and words you know <laughs> this makes me giggle okay so so words words um you know who is just always uh prone to flights of fancy so he he would always have something he was into he calls me and he's like dude <clears throat> or i see him and he's got this new skateboard I'm like, what is this? He's like, man, I'm just, I'm back into skateboarding again. Me and Chad Cates, I don't know if y'all know the Cates brothers, Jess and Chad, but songwriters in town. He's like, Chad has just gotten back into skating. I went and bought, and of course, you know, Wirtz bought this like killer Tony Hawk deck with like 
everything was state of the line because all of a sudden you're an adult who can buy like really amazing stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to buy the best. So he comes over and he's like, I'm going to get into skating again. You want to get back into skating? And I'm like, yes, I want to get back into skateboarding. So a buddy of mine oh. lets me borrow a skateboard because that's where I was financially. <laughs> and we start like, <laughs> we start like, <laughs> say something laughing. We start going downtown Nashville at night. <laughs> And we're trying to like grind on like. <laughs> Do you know like? Oh my god! I can't... So we would we get so hyped. We were like twenty three, twenty four. We're like, dude, we go down at like ten o'clock to downtown Lifeway where the you know the parking at the end of the you know when you're parking. We like do side you know grinds on that and be like, dude, yeah. they're starting to get good. So we go to the Brentwood, you know, why we do a couple sessions. They were starting to get more confident. We're not doing like half pipes, Lord knows. But, you know, yeah. we're starting to kind of drop in on little two-foot ramps. Mm-hmm. We we had been doing this about three months. Wirtz had invested probably $500 of so course. far into this venture, right? Of course. <laughs> we, get, we get to rock it down. <laughs> and I'm like starting to think, like, should I buy it? Should I buy it? How much should I really invest? He does one drop in on the pool. <laughs> the board shoots up he lands squarely on the back of his uh, like tailbone lays there like does that sound that like that like whale sound you know that thing <laughs> like the grape lady <laughs> yeah the grape lady any grape ladies that the, the drop in and i and i don't know what to do and he's like and he finally gets up he's like i'm out of here dude and he grabs his skateboard and leaves and he never skates again and it was like and it was like one of those moments where it was like it was all this momentum oh, and then dude. he being a 24 year old man falls and it hurt like crud and we just basically mm. both stopped i think i did oh. like a couple more like because i'd actually i dropped in on that pool which was the best feeling i've maybe had up to that point in my life because it was like here's a five it's it's scary you know of course yeah. our buddy oh, chad's yeah. dropping on the half pipe but i mean i remember getting in the car after we made sure he was okay and laughing so hard by myself because I was like, yeah, we're done. That was like a month, two months of our lives. You know, Wurtz had invested 750 bucks this one oh, skateboard. He was done. He never skated again. Dude. Uh, but I loved, dude, Rocket Town was happening, man. That's probably it was. Like, cool bands. The you old skate. one. Yes, yes. Oh. Which for, for those who don't know what Rocket Town is, it's like, how would you describe it? It's like this it's like a church. It's basically, no, it's venue. like a youth. It's like a youth. Like Michael W. Smith started it, I think. Right, and it's like skate park, music venue, coffee house. Yeah, like it's just like all in one. And I mean, dude, every. I mean, I was there every at least once a week. It it you know, really maybe had a scene time. more for 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 like hard like kind of like yeah. alternative hardcore sort of stuff. Which every was metal band came really through there because it was like a probably like a 1200 cap room mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like and you and you could cut it in half too so like let little or known metal bands could come through and pack out the place and then under oath would come in and just absolutely murder the joint you know just, <laughs> it was awesome do you still listen to that stuff uh every once in a while yeah like like if you're working out or you're having some moment where you're like it's time for a ua i want to cry right yeah there's time UA. for a little jam sesh <laughs> I can't listen to like the heavy stuff for for very long anymore. I used yeah. to like fall asleep to that stuff. <laughs> just like, mean, that gives you any insight to I mean, my. At what teen point angst. are your parents like? I think he's okay. No, he's okay. No, he's oh, absolutely to his sister yeah. this morning, and then yeah, you like dude, be- behind the door, you. Say, 
yeah. It's like 30 at night. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, man. So, 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 so the, the parents are into this. You, you, you are out with Tomlin. You're getting a feel for the road. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I like this. It's, it, which is a really good tutorial. I mean, I think that's a, you have a very unique story because you actually got to see behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And because I think a lot of people go, I want to rock the mic and they either bypass that sort of weirdly mm-hmm. enough, you know, like the, the thing starts happening, they skip it or they get sort of like stuck there, you know, where it's yeah. like the gig never, but you were actually able to get behind it before you're an artist, be on the other side as a touring, working touring professional, mm-hmm. you know, see all the nuts and bolts, all the quirks, all the beauty of it. And it still makes you want to do it, which to me is really interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I would, I would wager a lot of people would do that and be like, "Oh no, no, no!" Like, right? Like, yeah. I got to do this to get to there. Exactly. Nah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like, just every aspect of, and mainly live music, bro. Like that's, and that's why we went to Rocket Town every weekend. I, it didn't matter like what band was there. If we'd never heard of them, we were still going to shows. And so that was, so my buddy was the LD at Rocket Town. Got picked up by a company. He called me. He was like, "Hey, Tomlin is adding a a backline tech." So <clears throat> I was like, "Yes, I'm like whatever. Like if you're offering it to me, I'm taking it. Like I'm just trying to get out of Murfreesboro, Tennessee." <laughs> and so, no disrespect to your yeah, alma no, mater. Yeah, sure. big love to the Blue Raiders. Um, but yeah, I was just like, I got to get out, and uh, like <laughs> we're sitting in our first flight to for, flying to like Arizona to two shows like one rehearsal day, whatever. And the front of house guy, we're kind of just going through the rig, going through the lighting, going through the audio stage plot, whatever. And he's like, so he's talking to me. He's like, you know, he's got a, he's got a Gretsch kit. Awesome. Sounds so good. Uh, two AC thirties. Tomlin's playing like Collings guitars. We got two Ampeg, uh, eight by 10, whatever. And he's like, and then keys is a Yamaha, blah, blah, blah. And a B3. I'm like, What's a B3? (laughs) He's like, aren't you the backline tech? Like, you're going to have to fix this when it breaks. So you you need to understand. You need to know what a B3 is. I had no clue, bro. You're on the plane. Yeah. Like, I have the gig. I'm flying out. So obviously they really vetted you. Yeah, they had some faith in you. (laughs) Yeah, bro. I mean, I literally had absolutely no clue. I I didn't even know. Like, I had a solid state like half stack amp i'd never dealt with tubes and like yeah I'm, I'm you know that's my new responsibility any tube any drum head any i just dude i was so what happens so what happens you just trial by fire yeah i mean i i my buddy who got me the gig would knows way more than i do and so anytime something would go wrong he i mean it and it rarely did like i can change guitar strings which was the main thing like tomlin would break a string run up grab it change it run it back out um no problem there but but like when amps start smoking and when you know like i i have no idea and so i mean tomlin when we did this new this new uh chris tomlin and friends like every time we were in every interview he was like yeah like good thing he's not still a guitar tech he was the absolute worst guitar tech we've ever had that just goes to show you that you got a great personality. Yeah. Because you were I on guess. the road for a year and a half with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so true. It's so true. I guess because I was a good hang. 
dude, that you know that 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 can't be said enough. Like you joke, but that isn't that true. I mean, you know this with your with your crew. Like you have people. You're like, are they the best at that? Not even close. Not even really in the ball. But is this guy one of the best hangs? Is he fun on the bus? Is he a great golfer? Whatever his yeah. little. You're like, yeah, yeah. So we will deal with the fact that he strings my guitar wrong most nights. Because, man, <laughs> what we do after and how hard we laugh is okay. worth it. <laughs> so worth it. Do you know what I so mean? It's it. crazy. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so you do Tomlin. You do the, you do the um, I can't believe, too, I forgot you were on that album. That's, talk about an amazing full circle for you to then be on one of Chris's albums singing. Yeah, the fullest circle. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. what, if, what if he didn't know? And you walk in, he's like, dude. So good to meet you. You look so much like this kid who was one of the worst guitar <laughs> techs ever. He was so bad. So, so you, you, so, so fast forward. Well, let me ask you this: just one thing. Why, why country music and not like heavy metal, hard rock? Like when you're getting the bug, mm -hmm. what, what about that was not like? All right, now I want to go make like a hybrid theory record. What made you Ooh. go? No, I want to do like, you know, country. I mean, I mean, I remember the moment I, when I was out with a plea for purging. I was uh, in the back of the van, and I literally felt God be like, this isn't it for you, buddy. For real? And like, yeah. And I was like, no, like, this is, like, <laughs> I'm loving this. Like, this is all I've ever wanted. All my dreams are coming true in this 2001 Astro van. <laughs> you How know? many times has that been said? I'm not going to let 2001 actually be the year people have said that, because someone could have sat in a 2001 van in 2001 and be like, it's happening, baby. I told you, I get you the newest model. But I mean, how many times do you think people have actually said out loud in an Astro van, all my dreams are coming true? Dreams are coming right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably not a lot. Maybe not. not a lot. So did you grow up listening to country music or your parents fans of country yeah. music? I mean, so that was I mean, my parents weren't really, really like, they didn't like vet me on Willie Nelson or anything like that. Yeah. It was more so just kind of as as I, you know, I grew up in a small town in West Tennessee. So that was obviously the soundtrack of our lives and like old Tim McGraw, like, uh, by that time it was like something like that. And, uh, what's the record anywhere under the sun mm -hmm. and, and rascal what? flats and some of that stuff starting to happen yeah. around then. So it's yeah, like, yeah. And yeah. so like that earlier Tim McGraw stuff and, and Garth, obviously, I mean, Garth was the first song I ever performed in like fourth grade and talent show you know what i mean which one so like that was obviously um, which song in my in my wheelhouse what what song was that what song did you do what was the garth song uh standing outside the fire oh my god dude mm -hmm. jam oh my god anyway, i worked, so at, that's, I worked that's at texas my... roadhouse in high school and that song <laughs> played every other song John, I, forget oh, that. Yeah. I don't even I know like if it was do... in the jukebox i think it, it was just like programmed that that song would play in between selections yeah standing yeah. outside the... mm. i feel like so we good. should do a whole dad vote the fact that you worked at Logan on texas right yes That's just here's the thing. thing i it's crucial for me living in nashville now because i did not grow up i mean i grew up playing classical piano and listening to Elton John. So I don't mm -hmm. like, I, I, my, most of my knowledge of country music comes from, uh, when was it? 1999 to 2001. What was on that jukebox? Which at was Texas Roadhouse. The, Longhorn? Texas oh, yeah. Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How dare yeah. you? 
sorry. We never Logan, say that. Sorry. <laughs> We'd never Way off. Way off. It's a completely different business model. Johnny. Dave. Do you know what season it is? Um, spring. I can hear the birds. No, listen. I'll make barbecue like you want me to. It's barbecue season. And giant. I'll slice it up. <laughs> barbecue season is the best. I'm always down for a summer cookout. Yeah, I know you. you know. You're always waiting outside with little tongs just staring at me. And that sort of hungry grin. Little tongs. Little tongs. Uh, he's always there, too. I miss that guy. Same. And you know what I love, Johnny? What? The Butcher Box allows me to have the flexibility to be ready for an impromptu gathering at any moment, which is what mm-hmm. impromptu means. With their monthly boxes, Butcher Box ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to my house. That is meat on the doorstep. All the meat has no added antibiotics or hormones ever. Ever. And each box has 9 to 11 pounds. Can we say that together? 9 Nine to 11 11 pounds of of meat. meat. Enough for 24 individual meals. So... What you're saying is I'm coming over every day to cook out. That's, That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Okay. Yes. ButcherBox seems like a no-brainer to me. I mean, it's the best meat shipped right to your door, which means one less trip to the grocery store. That rhymed. Right? They have options like 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon. That, those salmon are wild. They're crazy. And They've been sugar. at the nightclub the night before. <laughs> And sugar, nitrate-free bacon. Uh, I just heard free bacon. That's all I heard you just say. (laughs) It's also so affordable and convenient. With ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just six bucks a meal. That's crazy. And they even have free shipping nationwide, except Alaska. For a limited time, ButcherBox is offering new members a free barbecue bundle in their first box. That's two New York strip steaks, six burgers, and five pounds of drumsticks, all for free, free. in your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash dadville. That's butcherbox.com slash dadville to get a free barbecue bundle in your first box. It's time to get your grill on. So so <laughs> I think this is really fascinating too, Russell, with your story and a lot of my friends who, who you were actually there with before and after too at Belmont. But, I mean, what an amazing, you know, school to go to and to meet people and to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, Belmont to me is is just such an incredible place if you want to do music for a living. And that yeah. could be as a player, as a singer, as a writer, mm-hmm. um, producer, whatever. And so how cool that you would get sort of sent into this amazing pressure cooker of talent. And you think about the people that were there with you at that time who are doing what they're doing now. It's insane. Oh, man. So yeah. you just walked right into this sort of like oasis of talent. Yeah. And you know, it's still it's still worth the student loans we're paying off. It's like it really is. Like the relationships and that's what it is. Like I yes, I learned how to sing properly and I learned how to sing classically and because that's and what, all that isn't stuff. that what you majored in? Yeah. Yeah. In vocal, vocal performance. performance. And yeah. so mm-hmm. but it, it's the friend it's the you're right, the pressure cooker of like, I mean, I met Brian and Tyler from FGL, um, like Greg Bates lived like right across the way. And we would always get like, they would just be playing songs that they had written. I'm like, dang, these are good songs, man. I got to like step up my game. And so like, that was, that was the environment there. And so to see so many people now, I mean, like, gee, I mean, there's so many, but like, especially Brian and Tyler, obviously they're the, 
the biggest poster child. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, man, just to be thrown into that and the friendships and the relationships. Was it not intimidating? Like, how did you deal I did, with that? I didn't really, I mean, I wasn't like scared, you know, mm. I was like, oh yeah, I got like, I got this. I can do it. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Let's go. Yeah. And, and really I, I don't, I've always just been focused on like the live performance aspect. Like I write songs to perform them live and yeah. And that's always kind of been my, my thing. And so like when I, whenever I got on stage, it was just like, you know, like that was where I wanted to be. That's where, and I think that's why, like, I think I had a little performance step. I wasn't just like writing songs to go play them in a writer's round. Well, and yeah, well, and to your point, it's so fascinating because you had, you had done that again, even, even though these were like heavy metal bands. You had been on stage. You knew what that felt like. So there was some sense of that is one of the biggest things that I've learned writing in the country marketplace. And it was such an amazing tutorial for me because and John, I wonder where you come from with this thought. But like, you know, being being an acoustic singer songwriter for my whole career, I I so rarely thought about how things would translate live. To me, it was about capturing Mm -hmm. the right song, getting the right production, and then you figure out how to do it live, which has bit me so many times in the rear. Because, you know, you put something out and you're like, oh, boy, that's going to be interesting on acoustic. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, but I think I'll never forget. Um, I think the first time that I actually thought about this was with Thomas Rhett, with TR out on the road writing for him one weekend with him. On, and he said, he was like, yeah, you know, I need this song in my set. Let's write that song. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, that's the part of the show where we need like a sort of like an R&B kind of thing. And I was mm-hmm. like you really think about it like that? He's like, yeah, I mean, I, I got to think about it live the, where it's going to be in the show. Mm-hmm. And I just never, th- I mean, I'm probably the weird person there, but it's crazy because so many of my friends that are in your genre, cause it is such a live music genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, country to me is the still kind of like the bastion of hope for that. It's the city on the Hill that really is still thriving and doing well as a genre. And so mm-hmm. much of that's because of the live experience, you know? Yeah. And I just didn't even know about that. And so, yeah. and then I, I remember with Charles with Lady A, he was like, dude, we need an up-tempo because we have all these mid-tempos in the set. And I was like, oh yeah, that's like a thing. You yeah. know, like, I guess you yeah. do have to, that blew my mind. Yeah. And, and so it's amazing and, that you, even at that age, were like, okay, this is how this music needs to go. You know? Yeah. I mean, and, and it, that wasn't like any, like, extra knowledge i had <clears throat> hello getting emotional, getting emotional. <laughs> it wasn't... no it was it wasn't that wasn't like any knowledge that i had it just like that's what i saw and you know even with tom yeah. and like seeing these yeah. all these crowds and like you know kick off the set with the wow what was it yep well, what i don't even know uh your grace is enough yeah just Straight I was up, go Chris, sweet home Alabama, but sure, Chris Banger, <laughs> and Chris, Chris Banger. straight up Chris Banger, <laughs> and um, anyway, so yeah, I was this live, live was where my head was at, um, but yeah, and I that, mean, I think that's so great at what you were just talking about, like writers on the road. I wrote half of probably over half of my most recent record on the road, and and it just like when you're when you're on the bus and you're like anticipating when you're out for the weekend like friday you write and then you go out and watch the show friday and you're like oh like that yes like that 
feeling that environment like let's write a song for that yeah and then then you get to do that the rest of the weekend you know that's what that's why i love writing songs out on the road and bringing writers out and everything it's very clarifying i think i've done it a few times now and it's it feels like such a it's like a such a um mental ginger like you sort of refresh and it's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's what we got to make sure we're doing because like you know me i'm like let's write some ballad that's very sweet and plucked through and it's really emotional and sometimes that's great i mean you know it's like that that really wins when it wins but yeah you realize like 70 to 80 percent of the live sets anybody you're playing are up tempos they need the big lights the you know yeah and then you know and so you realize like oh yeah it's so helpful to do that as a writer because you're Mm -hmm. like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah okay nope let's scratch that idea we can't do you know Wyoming yeah. Plains woman. That's not going to translate probably as well. As I well, I feel like country, and, and again, I'm an outsider coming in, but I, I feel like country, the great thing about country is that it, it is such a, it is like an industry in and of itself. It is its own, which is great. Like if you're in, I feel like you're in and you're like, the especially the touring aspect of things, like it's very, collaborative you know and uh in like the song singer songwriter you know world it's like you might be playing house of blues on friday and then on saturday you might be playing a closet in like you know somewhere else you know Mm -hmm. closet there's just not there isn't necessarily that like train to jump on but i feel like one thing that is fascinating to me as an outsider looking in is just like any genre i would say it's it has its its rules like this train is like on a track and you kind of have to stay within these certain rules um be it the live show people are looking for this be it like song themes lyrical Mm -hmm. themes it has some of these elements that you just tend to kind of see you got to play by these rules Mm-hmm. Do you do you feel that way? And do you feel are there things that you wish that you could write about that you maybe feel like wouldn't work in the country genre? Does that ever come up? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd hundred percent feel that. You know, it's like because <clears throat> I mean, I grew up listening to absolutely everything, like yeah, classical, Usher, Lil Wayne, Eminem, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers, classical Blink One Eighty Two. Classical Usher was by far my favorite season of his. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Definitely my that. favorite phase of his career. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like I got uh, all of that inside me, and right. I, and I I agree, man. There there are boundaries in country music that aren't in pop or aren't. I mean, well, maybe there is. You know, maybe maybe there are boundaries in pop that if you cross it, you go into. I don't know, indie land or you go into right. whatever. So, right. I mean, I think that's kind of a, a universal thing, but yeah, there's definitely country boundaries and I, I, I like to push them, you know, like every little thing, my third single was like this kind of whistly banjo super pop, like 1975 ish song. And I, I, I didn't know if it was going to work or not. And, but mm-hmm. I just, I just had to trust that it, I thought it felt good. I thought it was a jam and just roll with it. But, you know, I mean, I feel like I definitely can, can push the pop boundary for, for sure. sure. 
That's what's and, fun. And I, I think, have to be careful. I think that's what's so fun about your music in particular <clears throat> is that it feels like the industry is sort of going like, no, you can do that. Come on in. And you're like, yeah. yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like right. they tend to sort of let these people sing singularly come in and do these things where they might not be like, no, the whole genre can't go there. But right. Russell, we're cool with you doing that because you're really good at it and the songs are great. And you're like, cool. Yeah. And then they sort right. of let you do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that's what's dude, so that cool is, about your career. That's a fantastic way to look at it. Yeah. Well, I was listening uh, to a bunch of your stuff this morning and loving it. And and I forget what song I was <clears> listening to. Uh, but I but I'm thinking like this is a this is a pop hit like I can hear this on pop radio mm-hmm. and I would I'm, I'm putting myself in your shoes I'm just imagining that sort of like country artist predicament where I agree with what you're saying Dave it's like it you can you can do some of those things like the country genre seems to be uh, relenting a little bit production wise and be like okay you can do that kind of pop thing. But you got, we got to have these other kind of elements. And I wonder for you as an artist in the studio, do you ever think a, let's just go, this is a pop hit. Let's go full on pop. Let's try to cross over with this, but we're going to uh, get some backlash from the country world. Is that something yeah. that you think about? And, and do you yeah. think, so you kind of like, are you like, like well okay let's throw in the the banjo there because that'll keep us you know that'll keep I, us on some, the train yeah sometimes i am but then there's other times other times i'm like yeah there's some there's some good old boys that ain't gonna like this like right. you know and and I, but i think my audience is young enough and widespread enough that it's not they're not scared you know they it right. sometimes it ends up working out even better they're like good i like this is a straight up pop jam. Like, thanks for not trying to make it country. Yeah. Like right. the last song, our song, Dave. Yeah. Waiting for you. Yeah. Like we didn't go country with that. Yeah. You know, there's like Juno arpeggio. And and, and is there a better mm-hmm. sax solo on a country record in the history of time? No, there's not. Is Would there a better s- sax solo on ever. any <laughs> careless <laughs> whisper? What? No. <laughs> the, um, Waiting for you. Yeah, that yeah. that yeah. there it is. There it is. Yeah. Kenny G listens to that song and gets Man, so mad. That, he know, goes in I, angry swims after he. Hears I gotta that song. I gotta give a shout out to Dan Huff on that one. Just, I mean, it's because every he played guitar solos on one track one through nine. Yeah, and then by track ten, he's like, "Dude, hear me out." He literally <laughs> sends me a voice text, Dan Huff. He's like, "Hear me out." Before you say no think about it pray about it he didn't say pray about it think about <laughs> he it heard pray about it think about it and what about a tenor sax solo on waiting for you and i was just like mm, it's dan huff sure let's do it <laughs> like yeah, yeah when dan bad. huff says we've had enough guitar you have to sort of think we may have had enough guitar, we may have but... a little too much guitar yeah <laughs> and so so then but the great part is like casey casey brown who we co-produced with uh, just took that and just made it chef's kiss. Like it's so good. He it's synth- so good. Just synthesized it like twelve times, and it's, yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, so. it's awesome. I do think that one of the crazy things about the season of life or season of music that we're in in life is that because so many people are listening to music, kind of like a playlist. You know, like I don't, I don't. I mean, there are country fans, but I think there's just kind of music fans in 2021. You know, and it's like your song could go up against the newest. Daniel Caesar that then goes into a mm-hmm. new 
Maroon 5 that goes into, mm-hmm. you know, Drake. So there's not this sort of like lines of demarcation like there used to be. Yes. And I think what's so fun about what you are doing and I think about even TR, you know, Thomas Rhett, like some of the some of the guys and gals and bands that sort of push a little bit of the envelope in the country yeah. genre is it's not as like people would listen and be like, yeah, this is just good music. I didn't right. know it's country. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you get this sort of you get this sort of get out of jail free card because of the season of just where music is these days. You know, people are just they just yeah. like music. If it's good music, yeah, cool, man. I'm gonna listen to it, you know. Exactly. This, this sort of wonderful license yeah. to do what you do, you know. Yeah. And I mean, um, I think Lady A, like you were saying, did that in the biggest way, yeah, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> they were just like, I don't know, hot AC. Yeah. And they weren't yeah. it wasn't even really that country. But yeah. country obviously country fans loved it yeah oh yeah they had a sm- little bit of success in the past with that um so okay so so again kaylee i mean who's the all-star i mean just so did y'all Dude. meet at belmont mm-hmm. yeah you did in uh and was in it like commercial vocal seminar oh my god i didn't know that dude so she can so, sing oh yeah she was a voice major Oh my gosh. She can slay. So does that Remington is just gonna like did he come out singing like perfect A four forty? He had vibrato in his crazy. Oh, so I did so y'all met in that. That's crazy to me. Yeah. And so and if was, you it don't know lo- what, was it like level? No, well, no one. It, there's no reason that anyone would know what vocal seminar is. It is a, it's literally a classroom with, you have to get up and literally sing in front of the entire class. Oh my gosh. Like how many people are in the room? Maybe 12. Oh, and they're good. Which is, which is harder. It's not like an It'd be better if it was 1200. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's why it's so bad. It's literally like 12 of like your classmates and like friends. So it's like, you have to get up and sing in front of them with an accompanist. And, you know, I think I sang a Josh Turner song and, and did you go first? Uh, like, did you go before her? I don't remember. I don't remember the, I just remember her hearing, she, she say it. She was like, I heard him sing in this low voice. And I was like, hello. You know what I mean? (laughs) You're staring at her the whole time waiting. She's like, this isn't a love song. You're like, no, it is now. I'm turning it into one. It is now. Do you remember what she sang? Uh, she would actually sing these like cute little indie songs that she had written. Like she, <gasps> yeah, it was like, it was hot. And so she <laughs> it was, she, was hot. hot. And uh, you know what I mean? Like she wouldn't sing, or she would sing like, uh, I don't know, all of like, like the indie. I don't know. Like all the Nashville NDP, probably y'all yeah. songs, you know, yeah. she would, yeah. y- y'all's, y'all songs were huge at Belmont. Like all the, the 10 out of 10 and all the, oh, yeah, yeah, all yeah. those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, she was yeah, singing I, like some Katie Herzig song or yeah. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. 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 That is, so y'all meet, is it, I mean, is it love at first sight? Is it like, Mm-mm, no, she was, she was dating somebody. I was dating somebody. Oh, wow. Just kind of friends of friends. We both broke up with our, our peeps. And then, really just like still kept kind of hanging out. And then it just kind of like gradually grew and we're like, we're hanging out a lot. Mm. And then like, it was a graduation party. We were juniors and out like 
right outside the house, whatever graduation party we were at, we were just like standing there and it was that moment, you know, it was time. It was time. And I, we were just like butterflies, like what's going on here? And then basically she was like, are you going to kiss me or not? Like, no, if not, we're not doing this. Was she was like, the Thompson square song? Cause Thompson, she might've yes. just been, was Thompson, she just like Thompson, sing, Thompson square. That's why Sean Connery we talked about it. Thompson square. square. <laughs> <laughs> she really said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause like it was kind of, I don't know, like I've, a lot of times I've just like found myself in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, Oh, okay. I guess we're, here we are. We've kissed a couple of times and they're like, guess we're doing this. This is great. Really excited about this one. Oh my God. And so I was kind of like waiting on her to like make the move silly, sillyly. But, and she was like, she was like, if it, if you're not doing it, this ain't happening. Like, make your move or if not get off the pot you know what i'm saying and so Mm. i was like let's do this that was hottest thing anyone's ever said to me (laughs) and now i'm a dad (laughs) thanks for joining us so so you know obviously (laughs) y'all get y'all get married you how long have you been married now we've been married may will be eight years okay yeah so i mean i've been married a minute okay it's it's Mm -hmm. 2013 yeah so what is a dynamic of y'all's marriage because because y'all are both very very much who you are as people mm-hmm. you know like w- what does that look like the two of y'all i mean dude it's it's the best like we're literally i think we're together 24 7 yeah pretty we're together 98 yeah. percent of the time yeah because she travels and does she, she come has, on the road with you yeah mm-hmm, yeah okay. <laughs> so she I mean, dude, so she did. Okay. So she was vocal major, but then she kind of gravitated more towards photography, video, that kind of thing and absolutely crushed it. So all the, all the singer musical people at Belmont need, you have to do a, you have to do a senior recital. And so you, you got to put out flyers, you got to get your picture taken, you got to do headshots, whatever. So she, dude, she started this side hustle and was just crushing it at Belmont, taking everybody's headshots and all that stuff. So that's, she got started into that. Um, and so, cause I mean, she's not like the, look at me, I'm a singer. She's just like, are you, so that's great. Right. I know. Luckily. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, anyway, so yeah, so she started doing photo video and when I started on the road, she was like, she was, she went everywhere. She's like, I want to, I want to make it look like there's. 2000 people at your show when there's like literally less than 20, you know what I mean? Like she mm-hmm. would do the, the, all the, make it look like yeah, there's people yeah. there and do the video yeah. and, you know, cause that's, that was yeah. like, you had to have that at this right. point and, and YouTube and this point and like you had to have highlight videos and oh we were in San Diego and blah, blah, blah. So she came on the road doing all that. And like, that's awesome. I mean, bro, when I talk, when I say road warrior, that is, understatement of the century like she slept in the van she drove the van she was she was our merch girl she set up the merch she sold it she during the show she would take the pictures and video she would edit all that pack up all the merch i mean drive what was your shift babe two three four a.m to seven oh my gosh or when the sun like sun up to like to yeah so like, I mean, it, dude, it was like the easiest understatement shift. of the century, yeah. like road warrior. 
Hey, Dave. Hey, John. It's John. Oh, hey. you knew that. Yep, it's me, Dave. Listen, call me crazy. Hey, crazy. <laughs> but we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why. I Am agree. I right? Yes. I will tell you I've been putting a lot of potato chips in my body. Okay. And I can tell you why. Do you know why? Okay, you know why. Yes, they're delicious. Right. But not necessarily where I was going with that. But okay. yeah, we should know what we're putting in our body, whether it's a potato chip or a daily vitamin. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, of course, <laughs> that too. Because clearly I'm soups healthy and taking my daily vites. Well, I've been very happy with my new daily vitamin from Ritual. I've been taking them for a couple weeks now, and I definitely feel more energetic and more alert. I'm going to be honest with you. There's two things I would have described you lately. It would have been uh, mysterious and quick-witted, but I would also have had two more energetic and alert. Uh, I can also say you definitely seem more alert because I haven't been able to hit you with a tennis ball when I throw it at you from my porch. Right. You're quick. Yeah. Well, and you text me before you're getting ready to do it, so that kind of gives me a heads up. It just feels fair. And I just don't, in general, I don't appreciate it. But thanks to Ritual, I have a multivitamin that's designed with my life stage in mind. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages, like the one I'm in, Mm -hmm. avoiding your tennis ball. That is a tricky life stage, Mm -hmm. one that Pete Sampras navigated well. I'm just glad that Ritual has made making healthy habits easy. Because I see those vitamins delivered to your door every month with that free shipping. Free shipping. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. You heard that. Get key nutrients without the BS. Mm. Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash dadville to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com slash dadville. Um, so, so y'all, you know, you, you wait a while to, to have Remington, which I, I want to say this quickly. Um, Remington Dickerson, I think could be a lot of things. I think it could be like the best law firm you've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. It could be, I also think Remington Dickerson sounds like an amazing landscape arty, artist from like the 1950s for English. Oh, landscape at, artist. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, like for English countrysides. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. doesn't it sound like, like I can hear people saying, "Is that a Remington?" <laughs> yes, I mean, it's such an incredible Is that an name. Early era Remington. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know wow. what he's gonna do, but it's gonna be amazing because yes. you guys set him up with just the coolest name. Yeah. You know, yes. it's like, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> um. You know, we realize this is what's really fun about this Dadville episode, particularly, is you're the first guest that's just had their first baby. Like, we've had guests that have, like, young kids. We've had guests that have older, you know, kids. But you are the you're the OG for, like, you know, you're coming out of this thing swinging. It's like, yeah. you know, he's, he's still really young. Um, wh- what is it? What was it like having an infant in the pandemic? Like, what is that like? Incredible. I mean, just to be home. Yeah for i mean we've been we've been going at this full like all out for probably six years and this was the oh this is my favorite part about it Mm. is so i mean not to get too biblical here but you know you we didn't even realize until like a few months in it's like this is our seventh year of doing this like almost to the day like i consider just like the day I wrote yours was kind of like, I consider that the starting yeah. point 2014. So this is the seventh 
the seventh year and you know it's like a biblical principle to let the land rest you know you work it for six years and you let the land mm-hmm. rest for the seventh mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and this was our seventh year and it was like the biggest gift um you know i mean we listened to lauren daigle podcast is kind of where that where we mm-hmm. you know picked up mm-hmm. on that and she was like yeah i took my seventh year off and then came back and it was her biggest you know huge just blew up yeah and so we realized this was our seventh year and it was just like in incredible we wouldn't have done it for ourselves you know we would have kept going and so right it was just an amazing time like i said she found out new year's day we were pregnant and to be home for march april may june july still 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 now he was born in september and so just to just to wake up at home and have him, you know, I literally sit right here in the morning and he's right beside me. That's our bro time. It's, it's, it's the best. I can't think of many people that, um, and I feel like this with a lot of my country artist friends, but really you, I mean, I feel like every time we talked, you, your schedule was always just so insane. And so I can't think of somebody that probably benefited and just was able to breathe more than you were in some ways. Mm -hmm. This, mm-hmm. this last year and then to add a kid to that it's got to be such a double dose of you know not yeah. not resting because obviously a kid is a whole other thing but mm-hmm. to be able to do that you know one to breathe and then two to have a kid in the season you're actually home and you're not out there like grinding and coming on the you know which is fine and a lot of people do it but i can't mm-hmm. imagine yeah. how that is such a big change those are two massive changes yeah. at the same time yeah yeah was and it like, hard to switch off did it take you a couple of months to kind of slow down? Not honestly, not really. Like it, 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 it came as such a well, like such a welcome surprise that like, because at first it's like, you know, you got so we're, we're in the middle of the Kane Brown tour at the time. We're, mm-hmm. we're five shows in. So we're two weekends in and we had uh, just finished and then we had a week off and then we pick right back up the next weekend. And so, uh, I was like, first of all, I got this weekend off, hallelujah. And then got the call. It's like, Hey, next weekend, the next two weekends are canceled. And so I'm like, I got three weeks off. Yes. And then it just like, and then obviously it just kept just right. dominoing from there. And, uh, but man, I, it took me a while to even like want to leave the house and I'm a, I'm a seven, I'm extrovert i need people i need action i need interaction and uh, dude it it took me a good four or five months to like get back to my self really yeah like you know you can you go out and you put it on you interview and you shake hands and high five but like at home i was just like i don't want to leave this house i don't you know i don't want to i don't want to miss anything like i just want to sit and it took me it took me four or five months to get back to like all right, cool. I'm, I'm back. I'm, I want to, I want to see people. I want to talk to people. And yeah, so definitely a welcomed surprise. A book. Um, I don't know if, if Jordan's told you about it, but our mutual friend, Jordan Reynolds, but, um, I, he and I, I found that all these people were reading this book at the same time, sort of oddly enough, but it's called ruthless elimination of hurry, the ruthless elimination of hurry. Do you know about this book? Did uh, TR just post about that? Yes. And because yes. Jordan told him. Yeah. <clears throat> so, one of the things that they talk about in this book, and if you are listening to this podcast, I can't recommend another book more than I can recommend this book. It I'm has done. changed my Morning life. Morning and now. 
But uh, <laughs> I just hear you typing. Um, I'm literally already right now. But one of the things that he talks about in that book that I think is so profound, and John and I have talked about this a lot, but there's a story basically where um, this this guy is going in to do – was it missions, John, where they, they, they have the um, the local sort of the natives help them carry all this stuff into the jungle, or I think, to – yeah, it was a guy, I think, from England who landed in somewhere in Africa. Yeah, and so right? he hires local Africans to help him sort of get his gear into the jungle to do this, like, work he's going to do. And he had, like, two days to get in there, and at the end of the first day, they had walked, you know, whatever, like, 14 hours straight. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, all right, we got to keep going. And these Africans said, no, 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 we need to sit and rest for a while because we need our souls to catch up to our bodies. And he talks about that quote, and I think about that quote so much, but I think especially this year has been, it's been really hard. I mean, we talked about this with Jordan yesterday, like it's been with Jordan Davis, like it's been really hard and some catastrophes. But I do think one of the silver linings of this struggle has been that I think for a lot of, especially again, you guys, I think of you guys, especially, it's like what a time to let your souls catch up to your bodies, you know, to sit and be wow. still. But yeah. I think about that quote and I think, what you just said, like this cool thing about, no, my life is now looking like this, and this is what I'm doing. I have a chance to be still for it to be like, oh, there I am. Yes, who I am again. You know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, it really it took that time, and I was like, I and I love I love the hustle. I love the mm -hmm. grind. I love to work hard. And I and but, I mean, so yeah, it, that was kind of I did as I'm gaining my, as my soul caught up to my body, I'm like, this is still our seventh year. Like I, mm -hmm. I still have to rest. Mm -hmm. and, and because I know once we get back, I'm going to be wishing that I had slept in more. I wish that I had mm -hmm. taken more time to just chill and relax and rejuvenate. Mm -hmm. So, so having, having Remington, um, <laughs> what, what, what is, what do you feel like you've already learned? I mean, five months in, what's the thing? Is there anything that surprised you? Is there anything about being a dad at this season of your life that you're like, wow, didn't see that coming? Good, bad, both, neither. You know. Oh, I mean, I don't, not really. I mean, there's not, there haven't been that many surprises yet. I mean, surprised <laughs> that he's not sleeping through the night at five months is a <laughs> surprise. <laughs> so you know and but i mean kale's kale's takes the night time and she crushes i don't know it's just like really the everybody says the best thing ever and it only gets better that was a surprise like i'm like oh he's just he like newborn 10 pounds four ounces Not, yeah you, you, we, we have to say this this is newborn he is he is yeah it also means something else i'm not going to speak to that from song of solomon's but uh solomon's I just pluralize that if it, that's how much Bible I read, guys. Um, I have to say, he how how big was he when he was born? Ten pounds four ounces. Ten. Twenty two and a half inches. Tw okay, man. I remember I told somebody the other day because you know we 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 I saw you. I was getting some Christmas gifts for Annie, and I am over at the Hill Center in Nashville, and I see you. I, well, actually, I'm talking to the girl, and she's like, "Oh my God, that's Rachel Dickerson. He's got his baby." And I turned and I thought that you had Kaylee on your chest in a baby thing. That's how big <laughs> Remington was. I literally turned and was like, why is, is that a, like a tiny little man on? And so I, 
And she, because the girl, it was so cute. The girl working at Cosmetic Market or whatever it's called was like, oh my God, look at that's Russell Tickers guy's baby. And I was like, could y'all hold on a second? And they were like, yeah. And I dart out, I yell your name, you turn. I remember you stared at me for like a good five seconds. And I was like, yeah. oh, this is sad. And then you're like, oh, dang. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I sprint over. He, I literally thought, he has a human on his jet. This isn't a baby. This is like a full. Yeah. This is a thing. Yeah, I had the, uh, the, the baby Whatever. holder. <laughs> Bjorn. The Bjorn. Dude, yeah. and let me just say, enjoy that time because that is my favorite thing. When they mm-hmm. were small enough to go in the little baby Bjorn thing. Oh, oh I loved it. Yeah. I yeah. Loved tell it. you, Russell, that uh, one of the most jealous times I've ever been of a friend in my life is John made it onto the Dilfs of Disneyland and they didn't <laughs> even know who he was. They didn't even yes. know who he was. And he's like, because didn't you have. Um, was yeah, I had Livy and one Livy of was the baby Bjorn. Honestly, yes. and he looks so good. I mean, it's oh, a side like sweaty, profile of him. Tank top, no, 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 no. It looks like a no. photo shoot. No, he's like he's dilfing oh. it. Like he is. And I remember thinking, like, God, I mean, I've been jealous of John's talent for years, but this is like a new level of jealousy <laughs> that like some random woman was just like, "How hot is that dad right now?" Dude. Look, and he's you like get sipping you this get cappuccino. the right baby Bjorn, <laughs> the nice one with the mm-hmm. trim. And just go hang out at Disney World. What we don't know is that, John, that was the hundredth day he had been there. He tried a million (laughs) outfits. That wasn't wasn't even his girls. He just walked over to a random stroller and was holding Amy didn't even know where I was. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I just remember seeing you, Russell, outside. And we, you know, he he is a big boy. I mean, he is such a little chunk of love. Man, he is cute. cute. Man, he, it's so funny, like talking baby stuff well like we go to the pediatrician and the doctors just laugh like we set him on the scale they laugh they're like 100 percentile 100 plus percentile and then they they measure him and they're like 100 plus percentile you know why are you inviting other doctors in here to take pictures of him like is that normal for doctors to be like, hey guys, get in here. You you stand next to him on the left. You stand on the right. Okay, y'all just put your thumbs up. Okay, great. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? But honestly, honestly, is is exactly. Have you had that? When did you? We talked about this yesterday too, and and I remember this really vividly. But like that moment where he goes, because I feel like you know you have a couple months usually where he's just you're you're you could be anybody. He doesn't care. He's like, mom is the thing. Mm-hmm. Me and mom, we kick it. Then there's a dude here, too, that kind of does stuff, I guess. Yeah. He's off in the distance. Do you remember the moment he could kind of like, hey, what's up? And you're like, oh, my God. Like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. What's up with you? Do you remember that moment? <laughs> yeah. Like, every morning, I would take him and I would, like, sit up and I'd put him on my knees. And, like, there was one where, it, like, he, it, you could see it. You could see that moment. And he just, like, um, or whatever. And it was like, oh. So we always ask dads, uh, our guests, you know, what advice they would give to other dads. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious what you would say to that, because like they've said, you're, 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 you're only five months in. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've got, we've had guests who have like grandkids and they're giving, mm-hmm. you know, wow. this sort of like 30,000 mm-hmm. foot advice. But what's the advice that you at five months into this thing in the thick of it, what would you give to a friend who's about to have a baby? Uh, I mean, I think the best, honestly, there's a song, what's Adam Hambrick has a song called rocking all night long. As y'all know that one, 
Yeah, and I that. that I think about that song as a dad so much. I'm like, it's like it ain't pretty much. It's not going to be this way for long. Sitting here yeah. rocking all night long, and it's just like in the moment, I'm like, oh, dude, I really. It's three thirty, and I do not want to be awake. But it's like I, I would. My advice is just switch your mindset to just be like, thank you. Mm. Lord for this little human. And that's what I have to do every time. I'm like, oh, I just want to go to bed. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. No, like this is only going to be so this time is so short. And I can already I mean he's already five months. I feel like we brought him home yesterday. And it's just like every single moment where you want to be frustrated and you know, wish that whatever is you wish you would stop crying or wish you would go back to sleep. Just like just in so do you feel like Kaylee do you feel like Kaylee intuitively gets that and or helps you with that yo she gets yeah she gets that crazy super mom that was something i still feel like and i know amy's amy john's wife is so good at this they they, but i have so much respect for both of our wives for this but there you know annie still is she will take so much more time on something like like she'll be like all right put the kids down i'm like hey get in your bed get in your bed i love you okay love you good and i'm downstairs she's like god that was fast i'm like yeah because I don't want to be up there doing that. <laughs> and she'll be like, she'll, I walked in last night, last night. She's sitting with our daughter. She's like got her face on it and she's getting out here and praying. And I'm like, God, that's such a gift. Yeah. Like, she, she would do this thing too. when when Ben was really little, our oldest, who's nine now, she, she got into this terrible habit. I thought where she, she was just such a wuss, like anything he needed. Well, I say that now, of course, but the truth is she was a genius because like, Halfway through her nap, halfway through his nap, she would go up and get him out of the bed and sit with him for the last hour of the nap every single day. And of course, I'm like, babe, this is a terrible habit. And sure enough, like Pavlov's dog, he knew halfway through my nap, I'm going to wake up, cry for 10 seconds. And he would come in, get him out of the bed. And then she'd sit with him in the in the dark for yeah. an hour. She wow. wouldn't sleep. She'd just sit there. And at the time, I was like, babe. Like, no, because then you know where this is going. She'd be like, hey, I, I can't be here for Ben's nap. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going up there. And she'd be like, yes, you are. And then it became this thing where, like, I didn't be sitting with him. Like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Like, yeah. you know, and I just yeah. sit there and be quiet. And, but there's something I think that's so beautiful about so many wives that get that. Yeah. That they're like, this is fleeting and it's fast. Mm-hmm. And I need to be here right now. Right. Yeah. That I think for me, it's not sadly my programming. Yeah, and I think Annie has taught me so much about that, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing to your point where you're like, you know, you got to be here because you're going to look up and he's going to be three. And that's it's a different, wonderful season, but it's not that season. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not the sitting there holding them, you know, that's so it's, good. It's, you know, yeah. like that's a tricky thing. OK, so we so we have a couple questions we always end with and buckle up because these are some real zingers. OK, um, <gasps> um, you know, you, you think you're ready, but I hate to say you're probably not. But I want you to give this the best you can. So do you think, I mean, obviously you're still, you know, you're still right at the beginning of this crazy fun journey. But as much as you can answer these, tell us, tell us what you'd say. What is the one thing that you want him and someday prayerfully your, your other kids to know? What's the one thing you want them to know? <laughs> you have 10 seconds. Like, <laughs> you what? You have 10 seconds. Johnson, you have eight seconds, seconds now. <laughs> you're really eating up this time. Wow. You're really. <laughs> Two. One. Oh, man. That's a great question. Um, 
this is this easy isn't even the hardest one either so just <laughs> i mean I, the next I one's a think... math question so but go ahead <laughs> you have three seconds <laughs> um, why am i sweating i'm sweating right <laughs> I know, now i know i know um man that's good I, I mean just i mean obviously to know that they're loved but to know that they're loved no matter what like not to ever be scared to come home or to come back or to you know to know that they're always i mean that that's just like the prodigal son has always just like rocked me yeah and 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 so that to be that father who celebrates the fact that they're home and not what what were you doing what were you you know the reprimanding and i I always want to be that i always want my head to be that i want that to be my view and not not the zoomed in well where were you last night what were you doing yeah 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 why are you shooting videos with the stereo right. clip to the camera? So Why are you back? listening to Linkin Park? <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. I love. I, I love this that. Theory. This is a like, sidebar. Is it a hybrid theory? Oh, that's it. That's where we just shut the hole. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we've done it. <laughs> no, I do have this theory that all, I want to do. I want to make a shirt that says, "All music ends up as soft rock." Oh. Because, like, if you listen to Hybrid Theory, what was that, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? It was like, but I promise you, if you listen to it now, they played on 92.9 here. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Delilah like all music eventually becomes, yeah. like, much more palatable and <laughs> right. less, you know, yeah. it's just never, I mean, I'm sure, like, there's some death metal that holds up. Sure. But, I mean, I just feel sure. like even Metallica, you listen to Inner Sandman, you're like, oh, dude. Right, that was so heavy. You know, now you're like, oh, this is, like, something that, you know. Weezer would do. Yeah. And they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Last question. Are you ready? Yes. Is there anything that you want to say before you get this last question? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. I love you guys. Thank you. There it is. That's what we're looking for. All right. Um, What What do you want, Remington? And his siblings to say at your funeral. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> best dad in the world, best friend, you know, was always, I mean, was always there. That's what I would want to be there for whatever it is, if it's sports or if it's music or whatever, you know, math, <laughs> math Olympics. You know, I want to be there. And, I like that you threw and, that in there. Yeah. Our, I mean, I was talking to my neighbor who has two teenage daughters, and he was just like, be interested in whatever they're interested in. Mm, man. And that's that would, that's it, you know? And, like, I yeah. already feel that. I'm like, if Remington wants a skateboard, I'm going, I'm buying a $500 skateboard, and by God, we're going to go <laughs> just fall buy on our butts together at Rocket Town. You know? <laughs> yeah i mean i just want to be there like that's i think Mm. that's my answer great answer john was it david thomas that talked about that i can't remember was it david or stephen james who on one of our podcasts said to be students of your kids Mm. Mm -hmm. you know to really take interest in the things that they do yeah that's such a beautiful thought. Mm -hmm. i need i need to remember that i'm 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 not 
great at that. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, it Dave, is. like what you were saying, like Amy's posture when we had kids is so, was so, it was like a chemical change. Like she became a mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like my posture was more like, all right, let's not create some habits that make too many waves in my life. Like I'm super excited about being a dad, but you know, if we lay with them in, in the middle of a nap every night, that's the, that's the rest of our life, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, there's something really, I've never thought about this before. Now that you've said it, John, I think this is a really profound, potentially profound thought that it moms are immediate, but I think for dads, it takes us a while to become a dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different, I feel that. Yeah. Different Amy thing, was immediately you know? a mom. Yeah. It took me a minute. Yeah. I still, you know, nine years into being a dad, I'm like, I still have got some places that I feel like I'm growing into yeah. that weren't like immediate, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I love like the profound things that hit me like a ton of bricks. And then you like, you go inside and you, I t- tell Amy and she's like, oh, that's it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, I said that yesterday. <laughs> right. I said that the second day that Luca was alive. Yeah. I said that nine years ago. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said that nine years ago, and Luca's only eight. Right. <laughs> I knew it when she was in the womb. Um, oh. Dude, Russell, thank you so much for doing this, dude, man. Thanks for having this me, This was great. I've, you know, so great. I've, I've been so looking so forward to this one. We'll record it next time. This is a great trial. By the way, thanks for just doing this. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, man. Dad,